This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the leaded WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, welcome back, listeners. I'm very sorry that I, it's been almost, what, two weeks since I did one of these things? Um, well, last week was a bit difficult due to some... Uh, circumstances uh, personally in my life right now, but I'm back. Let's talk about some certain things that have been going on. So let's first one, as you know, 2024 is going to be a good year because we have the return of TNA Wrestling. Yes, folks, I'm a big fan of TNA. I've been a fan of TNA when I first stumbled upon them back in the in the 2000s. Um, I wasn't aware about this promotion, but it had a sort of uniqueness at the time. And also, to get this out of the way, no, they're not bringing back the Sith Society Wing, according to Scott Demore. As you know, he has a thing. But Jeff Jarrett stated, what is his vision for TNA now that he's running things? Well, I have to say, maybe is to get some good talent to throw in some kick-ass wrestling. Now, here are some wrestlers that I found out that are re-signed with the promotion. Uh, Moose, Eddie Edwards, and Brian Myers. So they are completely re-signed with the, with the company. I have to say it's very, very interesting to hear that they are not going anywhere. But however, certain names have popped up that, that are officially now signed with the promotion. Amongst them is Jay Chung. Now, if you guys don't know who she is, Jay Chung is the wife of the of former Impact Wrestling world champion Josh Alexander. Now, we have seen her on many occasions on storylines. If you guys remember the storylines that uh, Josh Alexander was in and uh, with Moose and Bully Ray, th- those are moments that we hear that. Uh, she was a wrestler herself, but of course she became a stay-at-home mom, and I know she's been actively involved with Impact Wrestling. Uh, but now she's going to be, uh, be part of the promotion as a ring announcer. Uh, which is very interesting. I'm like wondering who's going to take care of the kids. But I'm thinking uh, since this is going to be the weekends, you know, doing pre-tapes, I think it'll be fine. They won't have any problems. But Jay Chung, I have to say, is going to be great. And, you know, not to mention uh, for Alex to have his wife, uh, for Josh Alexander to have his wife and kids being with them every during the weekend, I think it's going to be a great moment. But the most interesting signing that has been going around is, has gone around in the, recently, uh, is Kushida. Now, I know some of you would have been thinking, if you guys are diehard wrestling fans or AEW fans, you would have thought he probably would have been better off with um, with um, AEW. I'm like, yes, I would have agreed, but I think TNA is the right fit for him. Not because I'm saying it. I'm saying it's because you got to remember, he's already a well-recognized name, but however, his name could generate more recognition in TNA. If you got to remember... TNA was a different level of a different type of product that uh, WWE was, is back, was or is back then. And I think that's a good thing. I know there's several names that people are talking about now. There was a recent report saying that um, <coughs> uh, TNA has this amount of money they can buy a firm where they can um, generate a lot of uh, talent they want to hire. Recently, there are some names that they uh, that popped up for that, like Dolph Ziggler and uh, Matt Riddle. So those are names, as you know, since today is December 
uh, 21. I heard that many of those re many wrestlers who were on non-compete clause are in fact um, now a free agent. So they could hire them if they wanted to. So we'll see about that. I'm looking forward what TNA is going to do for this um, for this year. I mean, for 2024. I mean, we do know we have two shows coming up for them in Las Vegas on the 13th of January and the 14th. So I'm looking forward to that and plenty of other stuff. I just don't know exactly what else, but I'm looking forward to it. Now, moving on, uh, let's talk about uh, our, one of our favorite Yoshi wrestlers in stardom, uh, Tam Nakano. Now, you guys may have heard about the recent developments going on with her, so let's do a little quick recap of what happened. Last October, Tam Nakano defended the red belt against Natsuko Tora. But unfortunately, that it match put her in the sideline with a knee injury. And unfortunately, she had to miss out on a match that was supposed to happen on November 18th in Gold Rush, where she defends the red belt against Suzu Suzuki. However, due to the circumstances of, of her knee uh, injury, it was unable to do so. Apparently, um, Zuzu was disappointed and dissatisfied with the fact that she did that. However, um, after that, we haven't heard anything from Tam since then. But later, um, we did learn that Tam Nakano won uh, for the award of Joshi MVP from Tokyo Sports Awards 2023, which is a very awesome award. Uh, there were other names that they mentioned for that one. Uh, Sayori Unoi, Unagi Sayaka, Rina Yamashita, and Miyu Yamashita. And was coincidentally three there were three uh three of the cosmic angels are involved in that award well unagi as you know she is still a member of the cosmic angels but she hasn't been very active with them since she's been on a on a um how do i say this killing it in the in, in the pennant so that kind of puts it in the in a good way uh but unagi claims that she'll win next year we'll see about that but However, uh, Tokyo Sports conducted an interview with Tam Nakano, and um, apparently, because of the knee injury, she was considering retiring. So basically, she was having problems. She couldn't move. She was bedridden for a while. She was crying, devastated about how things have gone for her. And it kind of put her in that position. And she even contacted Rossi Ogawa to give back the belt. I know Rossi Ogawa wanted to have her still be the red belt champion but because of the situation that kind of um that kind of changed so tam was considering retiring and not to mention a lot of these fucking haters going around telling her you you don't deserve to be champion you know all this they were saying all this negativity i mean this is the fucking problem you fucking idiots who are going out saying all this negativity uh, towards joshi wrestlers do we need an Hana kimura situation Hell no. You know, that is something that needs to stop. I mean, it needs to be fucking stopped. So anyway, so Nagi was already on the decision about retiring, but luckily she had some help. Apparently she uh, was contacted by uh, Yoshi veteran Nanane Takahashi. Um, she heard what's been going on with her, and she, uh, Tam revealed that she came to see her and took her to the beach. I mean, it's kind of interesting that a veteran wrestler like her would go and um, and try to give her c comfort to Tam. And not to mention, she received a phone call from 
a very interesting pirate princess that we all know and love. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie said that she's here to listen and she was willing to talk to her about anything. And I have to say it's great that Kyrie actually reached out to her. Not because, you know, uh, she wants to. Keep in mind, many people have often compared Tam and Kyrie in the past when they uh, when Tam first appeared in Stardom and people were saying they're a lot alike. I mean, if I couldn't tell the difference, but Kyrie has known what kind of person Tam can be in the ring. I mean, she did say that her suplexes are sharp, but I have to say Kyrie was really concerned for Tam's well-being, and not to mention she was also contacted by uh, Saidi Rinoi, uh, try to tell her some good things, try to keep her in high spirits. I mean, I know I can tell she's the kind of person who doesn't socialize that much, but she's always there to comfort. I mean, if you guys remember, she did state that she went to stardom to, to hopefully to have Tam stop crying after what happened on back at the at the finals of the um, of the Cinderella tournament. And then, of course, Natsupoi called her and took her out to eat. You know, and I have to say, Tam has a great support system. And of course, because she won this award, Tam wants to. Um, Go back uh, to give uh, to pay back for all the fans who've been supporting her in her in her wrestling career. Something that she thought she did before when she was an underground idol, and I thought maybe this is like another way for her to do that. Uh, but we don't. But she said that she's been in the gym. She's been more careful. But she will say that she will have her her kicks very sharp as always, and I think that kind of shows that she's determined to go back. But she said that one thing she will do is to uh, have that match with with Zuzuzuki, which is something she's been that did not happen. I'm sure that's gonna be one of those storylines where Zuzu's like, finally, I get that match that I wanted, and of course. But for Tam to get the red belt, that is another story that I don't think she has any interest. But I wouldn't be surprised if somehow she gets the IWGP Women's Title, which is something she has. Um, also tried to, um, she has challenged before, back uh, late, uh, early this year in Wrestle Kingdom 17 against Kyrie, which she was unsuccessful. Uh, but I highly doubt she'll challenge for that belt th um, this Wrestle Kingdom because she's going to take her time <coughs> try to recover from her knee injury. So we'll see what happens until then. But right now let's move on to our next topic of this entire episode. We've got a match, and this one is one I could not avoid, and I knew this one was perfect for me on this episode. We're going to be talking about the much recent uh, match event from Marvelous in Corking Hall back on December 10th, 2023. And this is for the AAAW Tag Team Titles. We have the challengers, Magenta, Maria, and Riko Kawahara taking on the champions, Chikayo Nagashima and Takumi Iroha. Now... Why is this match important? Now, let me explain this why. Uh, for a long time, I've been a fan of Rika Kawahata, and I've been very impressed uh, with her skills, and not to mention. And then Maria was a different type of character you probably wouldn't imagine. She looked To me, when I look at her, I think of her as a spoiled brat who, you know, wants everything and how she gets it. But later, she started out with Rico as a... As rivals, they faced each other. They even teamed up. But there has been a lot of, how do I say, moments where those two 
can barely hang on. They can try to get along. But over time, both Maria and Rico actually grew together as, as a tag team. And their ultimate goal together as a tag team was to win the tag team titles, which is something they have longed for. Now, keep in mind about this other thing. Maria, as you know, she is a, a full-time member of the Marvelous roster. Rico Kawahata wasn't. So she wasn't e actually in the roster. She was part of a group known as T-Hearts. Now, I'm not sure exactly if it's a promotion or just a wrestling group or whatever it is. Uh, but it's run by Yumiko Ohara, o Ota. Uh, Hara, I think that's her name. But yes, uh, so basically she was part of it. A few months back, um, there was a decision that was made. Rico Kawahata was immediately transferred from T-Hearts to Marvelous, and it was announced during a Marvelous show. And, of course, uh, this was a good moment for Rico to make this decision. But the one person who was so happy that that Rico was involved now a full-time member of the roster is none other than, um, of course, is... Maria. Maria was so happy that her friend and tag partner is now a member. I mean, you can tell by the look of her, like this was one of her crown, one of her best moments of her life, seeing her now they can hang out together, train together, and I think that's a good thing. It tells a good storyline right there that these two have come a long way as rivals and now as tag teams, but they have been chasing these tag team titles for a long time. There was one situation I will never forget. There was a <coughs> Rico Kawahata was teamed up with Unagi. Now Unagi has that one thing where she wanted to train with Takumi, and she was and Takumi was avoiding her. But somehow Takumi sort of changed her her mind about her, change of heart about her, and all this. And then of course Rico decided to jump on the bandwagon on the moment that Unagi showed up. You see, the, the, what was going on is Rico wanted to make a challenge for the tag team titles. But Unagi is like, uh-uh-uh-uh, we're not going to allow you to spend the bandwagon of this for I know what you're trying to do. So basically, she's trying to tell her, it's not going to happen, not going to do it. So basically, she wanted to issue the challenge for the tag team titles. So so Unagi put her, her hand around her mouth to keep her shut up because she did not want to hear that because it's like, don't steal my moment. So that was that's what a good story like that. You can tell Rico, I need to make the challenge. <laughs> I just... I completely lost it. I thought that was a great moment. Even the fans were having a great time. So, like I said, is a long is a long journey between both Maria and Rico Kawahata. But on the preview match, they lost in a trios match. And you probably ask yourselves, do they have what it takes to to take the finally become tag champions? I have to say, the match was unbelievably good. I was so mesmerized with this match. I mean, you can tell Rico was doing everything in her power to pick up to win. But, of course, Maria tried to stop Nagashima from trying to inter intervene to stop the match, to stop the, the count, the, the three count. But every moment it took. But it only took an inside cradle by Rico to finally pin Takumi and become the brand new AAW tag team champions you can tell this is one of the proudest moments for them i mean they got the certificate the trophy and the belts that is the biggest accomplishment but i think the one thing that really made me cry is um uh shiguza nagayo 
you, you can tell by the look of her. She's like a proud mom. I mean, look, she may not have had any firsthand training with with Rico, but she is glad that Rico is now part of the of the Marvelous roster. And I know she took firsthand in training Maria, and you can tell she is so proud, like a proud mama, to see her girls finally win these tag titles. It made me want to cry, too, because I don't know what's that like, but that moment felt like mom is proud of her, of her daughters finally doing this. And you can tell that this was one of her proudest moments to see them grow up and come a long way as rivals, then friends, then tag team partners. And that's the, one of the biggest accomplishments. Not to mention, they are one of the, I have to say, one of today, one of the hottest tag teams at the moment as newcomers. And, of course, they made appearances here in the States, especially in West Coast Pro. And I think that's one of the best things that, um, that we all are happy with, with the whole thing. So I can't wait what both Rico and Maria can bring in to the table on this. And I'm so excited for for that so yeah Ugh. excuse me let me take a sip on my water my throat has been dry okay next topic um this one is of course the winner takes all match in wrestle kingdom 18 we're talking about the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles and the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Titles. As you know, Bushimon are now did the unthinkable. They have won World Tag League three years in a row, back to back. People, you could would say you would have said that's a bullshit thing. No, it showed the story. Bushimon has been one of the most strongest tag teams you wouldn't expect. And I think that shows us. Because look, Yoshihashi, to me, over the years I've always looked at him as the weakest link in chaos. And, and of course, the one person he always wanted to make proud is none other than the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I, he always looked at him as a big brother. And I'm sure Yoshihashi will love to do anything to make his big brother proud. And I think him winning not only the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team titles, <coughs> but the IWGP uh, Tag Team titles, those are two of his crowning uh, moments. And I think it showed a lot of heart for him. And, of course, winning the ta these titles the three years in a row as uh, World Tag League winners. This time, I, I don't know when was the last time the ch tag champions nominated uh, their challengers and this was something i did not uh, uh, expected they their nomination was towards god hikuleo and el phantasmo for the new japan strong open weight tag team titles i have to say this was one of those matches where like holy shit and now it's going to be winner takes all i mean look phantasmo and hikuleo they just come together you look at Hikuleo, he had to betray uh, Bullet Club in order to side with his brother Tama. And El Fantasmo, who was, how do I say, cast aside after his dislike of the idea of having Jay White attack, but also having Finley. And of course, 
Atama, who knows what's that like, told him, let's bygone be bygones, put the thing in the past and move forward. And I think he found a home where he can be accepted. And now he had to turn to New Leaf. He's not playing any new tricks and all this other stuff. I thought that was really interesting for that. And of course, winning the New Japan Strong titles from the War Dogs, that is amazing. But now they're gonna it's becoming a Wrestle Kingdom winner takes all. Personally, I would love to see G uh, G.O.D. wins because I feel that they we need a much fresher team to show the world what they're like. I mean, I feel it because here's the thing. Not a lot of people can say that G.O.D. are a good enough stable because originally G.O.D. Are, were a tag team consisted of Tama and Tonga. And now that's becoming a stable, people will say, I would rather prefer. Yeah, I mean, we have seen that already with tag teams. Recently in Dragon Gate, there's a tag team known as Decourage, and now they turned it into a, a faction. It started out with two, now three. And I wouldn't be surprised, four will be making their way. And I think that's something we can expect. But <coughs> we'll see where that goes. Now, I decided to save this one for last because I knew if you guys are big Stardom fans, you probably would enjoy it. Um, as you know, recently, um, before Goddesses of Tag League, uh, four members of the Stardom roster made their way to Thailand, more specifically in Bangkok, for the Bushy Road Expo Asia um, for a couple events, and they were hosted and well taken care of by the only promotion in Thailand set up pro wrestling. I have seen many of their talents even help out. Uh, there were two-day shows because they had this thing called the Special Stardom Tournament, and we're going to start with day one. Uh, the first one is Waka Sukiyama versus Sudi. I kind of figured this match was going to Sudi. I mean, come on. Waka is nowhere near in the same kind of level. Not to mention, you got Sudi, who is a striker. She could actually destroy Waka if she wanted to. And, of course, she did that when she applied a, um, a submission hold on her and forced her to tap out. And it was great. I have to say, it was great to see that. Now... The next match of the first round, we have Yuna Mizumori taking on Mina Shirakawa. Um, if you guys know this or not, Mina Shirakawa, uh, uh, Yuna Mizumori does have some roots with Thailand because, as you know, she was part of the Got to Move roster. Uh, Got to Move's original start was in Thailand, and it's a good thing for her that she went back to Thailand, maybe say hi to some old friends and all that. But I kind of figured this match was going to Mina because Mina has much of the experience as a wrestler um, and all this and that. But she did apply the DD implant DDT to put her out. Now, for the second show, we have a bit of a wrestling match that um, was advertised. We have this person named Jeannie uh, taking on um, Matcha, who is, in fact, <coughs> uh, the only woman in the as a pro wrestler in Thailand for the setup promotion. Um, not much of a big hype on that match, just to be honest with you, but it was Matcha who actually put Ginny in a, a Boston cram and forced her to tap out. Uh, then we continue more with the stardom, uh, turn the special stardom tournament final, Sudi versus Mina Shirakawa. Now, I know there's going to be some striking, uh, kick strikes coming up because Mina is trained a bit of the striking. I mean, she used that as in her arsenal 
over over time ever since she came to stardom and all this and that. But I thought it was pretty impressed. But however, it was Sudi with a submission move that picked up the win. Uh, but there was a match that was never put on 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 the on the YouTube channel. Uh, there was a third place match for the special stardom tournament. It was between Waka Tsukiyama and Yuna Mizumori. The record indicated it was Waka who walked away with the win. Uh, kind of typical, but yeah. But I wish they would have put it first before the Sudi versus Mina match. But it is what it is. And um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show. I hope they put the one for Singapore, um, which I would like to see. But we'll see what happens until then. Uh, I think for now, I think we're done with everything. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Uh, sorry I couldn't do last week, but I'm going to do my best for next week. Uh, I did upload the recent um, episode on YouTube, if you guys are interested. Um, this one is episode 1274, featuring uh, Oz Academy, Pray For Me at Osaka, that also recently took place on the 10th of December. And of course, the much recent AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash, where we continue with more of the Continental Classic. So we'll be talking more about that uh, at another time, uh, possibly maybe next week or so. We'll just see where that leads us from here on out. But for now, I will see you guys on the next episode. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!